Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, so this is one of these, uh, I would say, tough calls. During the Adam Carolla podcast a week ago, I think we taped it last Friday, I turned to Ben during the Ben Kitchen, my producer, the Enough About Me podcast, for now until he bails <laughs> i turned to ben and i said no i'm not seeing it and then he showed me some fucking thing on the computer or something during it something yeah. that's gonna fix it i was like i don't, I don't know why you're showing me this now what the hell i still don't know what it was what was it uh it's this program that can so when we have an episode like the larry johnson episode the Godcast, yeah larry spiked really hot what does that mean tell people what that means what it means is he we did a level check and he mm-hmm. was low. He was it was right on. So same. when he says check, 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 check. Yeah, when we that. do that before right. every uh, interview, check, check, check. I check the levels to make sure it's not going to peak we're out. Presuming then that that's how they're going to speak during the podcast. That's why we're doing a level check. Correct. And then he started screaming. Right. So that makes me sound lower. It makes you sound really low. And right. if you heard the episode, it didn't sound that bad. Now normally that would have taken me about five hours to correct manually. Yeah. So I found the program that can do it in about an hour. Okay. Instead, and I don't have to sit there and manually go in and raise people's levels and lower people's levels. I could just drop it into this file, and then it auto corrects for me. Well, how did it work with Corolla? It got rid of some of the warble. It, it balanced still, out the still levels. Still sounds shitty. It doesn't sound great, but okay. it sounds better than it was. Would you say it's worth listening for the people who have tuned in right now? We have many loyal listeners. I told them this morning on the radio not to listen to this one. <laughs> Just a is heads it, up. Is it worth listening? Uh, not really, because we didn't get some of the stuff out of them that we kind of wanted right. to get out I of took them. some blame. I said some of the blame is mine. I, it's, it's my podcast. that I did the interview. I did, you know. But it felt like it was the end of a bunch of interviews he had done that day. It was the last interview he had and done. He's on the West Coast, and he had done about four hours worth of interviews. He did four hours worth of interviews. He didn't want to do it, and I don't know what what was he on. What are people on when it sounds like that? Uh, there, he was on his headset instead of on just the phone itself. Is that like what Hubbock was on? Yeah, Hubbock was on his headset. And Jeff Perlman. Yep. Why do they do that? It Cause sucks because they're, they're dumb. Now, when I do my podcast, I have a guy that does tries to do it from his headset, and I go, "No, take Who's the headset that? off." Russ. Uh, when I do the soccer uh, okay, podcast yeah, yeah. that no one listens to. That's not true. All right, five people listen What's to it, it called? Soccercast. Soccercast. Okay, there you go. And you don't give a shit about I it. I do not care, but I care about <laughs> That's you. That's totally fine. You, you enjoy it. I want you to, to more people to listen to it. I, I love doing it, but... um. Yeah, so th- that's one of the things we need to do is to correct those and manually. I don't want to sit there for hours on end to do it, and thankfully I found this program that'll do it for me. Where are you at with the podcast? We are now about 10 months in. We've done 40, what is this, 44? 43, 44, yeah. Are you, wh- wh- what is your take? Should we do it every week? Some people uh, want us to do it every other week. I think one of those people is you, so you have to book these <laughs> fucking guests. <laughs> it would make it a lot easier for me if we did mm-hmm. it every other week, but... <clears throat> It that that's tough because the routine, the routine of every single week. You know, you listen to podcasts all the time. 
that routine, you get into that habit of, right. I know this podcast is going to be released on Thursdays at 10. And we have people, you noon. get the tweets. I get a bunch of tweets. People like this podcast every week. They're yeah. used to it. They get they have for their lunch or their run or whatever on every Thursday. So I think I kind of want to do that. But does it have to be, when do we stop saying, okay, we got to book a fucking different guest every single week and do stupid shit once in a while? I guess we have. Not really. No. We've only done a couple. Think about it. The AMA, the Ask Me Anything, which was right. a disaster. Which sucked. That's Mutt's fault. That was absolutely 100% Mutt's fault. Had a, such a shitty second half of 2016 when you started <laughs> there. Um, there was no compelling questions. I would have asked yeah. you so many different things. And you want, so you want I would have tried to make you uncomfortable because you're the master of making other people uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, I would have tried that, but it was a little too lovey-dovey. Um, I don't, what else have we done? Well, I mean, when like the one with the porn star sucked, I just went oh, in and did the one with the producers. But that wasn't your fault either. That's not your fault. It's just we. So Lisa Ann, the porn star, uh, was going to be on with us. She was promoting fantasy sports, and then right before it started, you said to me, "Just so you know, she doesn't want to talk about porn." Like, yeah. And I had told her, I said, "Listen, you know, we'll get to the fantasy sports stuff because yeah. it's an interesting evolution it in your career." Is. But like we, this is what you're famous for. We have to kind of yeah, ask also a it. little longer form. We want to yeah. talk about the past before we get to the present. Yeah, and she had no I don't desire have to on and on to talk about fantasy sports. No, it's I not that high in my list of priorities. First of all, I don't care very much about fantasy sports to begin with. I don't either, and I don't care about some woman who is famous for blowing guys to tell me about fantasy football. Is that what she does best? I'm not a big fan of hers. She's the nail and Palin, right? She is the nail and. I was Palin. never big, never big into that. I'm more attracted to Sarah Palin. Really? Yeah, because it's sort of that dirty. Yes, absolutely. These knows a, a, because a you know because you know she banged Glenn Rice. That's uh, actually I, I, I know you're a rumor. huge a huge Miami Heat yes, fan in yes. 1994. Who's been the big fish? Who haven't you been able to get so far? Uh, the one that I really wanted on with you that I haven't been able to get so far, and I've tried every month is Bill Burr. Yeah, that hasn't worked out so far. No, we'll and, swinging. and I had opportunities to get him, and it just. It keeps falling through I thought the cracks. him the other night. I was watching the Breaking Bad episode. He was on it. Remember he was on the few? Yeah. Yeah. I said, we've got to get him on at some point. He, he mine, just, is, mine is Brandy Love. We've got to make uh, that happen. That, I know you got sucked into the world of like, didn't you fall into the weird world of like, uh, porn? like her group, sorry, like her email know. group or something? Where you were, yeah, that was weird. Um, so I was looking, I was trying to book her for you because you wanted her and hell, I've, I've spanked it to her. Mm. Um, and and. I had to go through this whole weird system. It was like her weird like escort service. That's what that's what it was, right? And then I finally so got she, her so she personal. Do she do like escort servicing? She doesn't. It's uh, it it comes off like she's like a madam or something, but I don't think that's actually what it is. It's more of like it's more of a swinger service than anything. How much do you think if she was an escort? How much would a night with her be at like a hotel? Like fifty grand? I I maybe maybe no ten fifteen. Oh, I would do that. Oh, I would definitely. Do you want me to email her back? Yes. Well, can we do the podcast while that's going on? We will record you having sex yes, with Brandy Love. for me. Uh, we'll get the recorder out. Good. Get, I'm going to creepily we'll sit check, there in the corner we'll making check checking the levels. levels. Yes. <laughs> How's that sound? Ignore if my pants are off. Yes. Um, that's the one I want. Yeah. She. The story behind that is when I finally got her personal email, she agreed to do it. I remember. And she said, I'll do it when I get back in town, which I assumed was a week. So a week went by. She didn't email me back. So okay, I'll email her the next week. I emailed her again, nothing. I emailed her again about two weeks later, nothing. So I've emailed her about five times since she agreed to do it, right. and she hasn't responded. And for a while there, her site went down. So I was like, oh, maybe she's just, yeah, maybe she's things. done. Right. And no, I type in Brandy Love to Google, brand new scenes popped up. So I she ain't on Twitter. Done. She's got a whole bunch do of you new really? scenes. Absolutely, do. Yeah. Does she? Is she always like 
like half of those porn stars are always taking like naked pictures and putting them she up. She takes a lot of naked selfies, but she also she's a health promoter. That's why I think I'm surprised she won't come on. She's got some big interracial scenes coming up. She had her first interracial scene last year. Coming up, she has a, oh, so you so, you watch the trailers? Well, kind of, but the trailers are really stupid. They don't really. They don't, I, you know me, I like a backstory. I need the whole scene. You need a backstory. You can't just well, go no, straight into two people having some, sex with well, each other. Some people can. I, I admire them. I can't do that. So yeah. So Brandy Love for me. So you're not like a uh, a, a five minute. You, you're about no, it's work for me. It's a whole event. Half an hour to an hour event. Moment. First of all, I do a lot of a lot of scrolling, a lot of searching. <laughs> I like to find a scene I like. It's sometimes not. I have to praise you about that, by the way, for a second. Why? Because you introduced me to Tube Galore. It's a great site. That is an awesome. And why they're site. not sponsoring this podcast? I'll never know. I have no idea. It's a wonderful site. It's 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 uh, it never ends. It got me off of some of those sites where you look at it and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh cool, I'll watch that. I'll go, oh my god, what is that? No, Tube Galore. You can pick it, pick the scene you want. Uh, specific. Let me go right now. Tube Galore. <laughs> That's weird. It popped up. Of course oh, it did. Oh, so Make sure you sign out of Twitter before you do that. <laughs> That's the key. Why is that? Because. Even these porn videos. But I'm not have, on Twitter on my Safari though. I'm on. I have an app. If doesn't I, matter because if you click that share button, that's how someone like Pablo got in trouble. While he's taking a dump at Fenway. And, what do I care? If you don't care, then you don't care. If I, I share care. like a, like a, look at. I mean, look at these things. German casting. These are like. These oh, don't are, go to the German stuff. It's creepy and weird. It's all that's people pooping each other's mouths, right? <laughs> yes. Skinny. Vintage, vintage. I don't like mature amateur. That's that's more my. Yeah, avenue. you can get into that. Uh, amateur wife, rough massage, compilation, hot mom. Oh, compilations the worst. No, compilations suck. POVs. I'm not a big fan of. No. Homemade, which is the same thing. Voyeur. No. Uh, no Indian. That's for Ken Laird. <laughs> you, got, you got the you have the you have the whole world here. Amateur. I mean, Jesus, all our categories. There's more. Foursome. Nine months pregnant again. Ken Laird. Oh, Aerobics. Gross. Airplane, alien. I'm not. I'm not a fan alien. of robots. No, I know what you're. You're a fan of the milfs. I, that's my. It's always been my Asians. I'm a fan of too. Really, Asian, Asian milf. But I'm not a fan of like you know like auditions and you know babysitters. Creepy. No, that stuff's weird. Balcony. You know, balcony is a ballerina, category. Balloon. Balloon. So I, I don't want to. So know. if I click on balloon on this, where's that going to bring me? People are making balloon oh. animals out of condoms. Oh yeah, sex with condom balloon. Oh. That's what it is, yeah. Clear balloon. Oh, boy. That is a- See, you can't watch that stuff because you'll never you be able laugh. to have normal- You start laughing. But if you watch that stuff to get off, you can never have normal sex oh, you don't with think so? your partner. How can you? If that's what gets you off? Booty shake. <laughs> Bukaki. Well, Ugh. that's not my world either. No. Caged? That seems a little strange to me. So you, you like the Asian girls. Do you ever Some. Do you ever get into those videos? Or I've heard not get Kobe Tai, yeah. And you start watching them, and they're the pixelated porn from like Japan. Oh yeah, that's that's not my world. I'm checking Twitter. You freaking me out. Sorry. Up oh, there it is. Nope. Yeah, Bukaki. I just tweeted it out. <laughs> people, I think people like. It. I think they get ten retweets. Yeah. We're moving along. I think we've done well. I thought it was going to be a. Uh, you know, when we started, I thought it was going to be a. Uh, I was worried going to be the kind of EEI thing that ended after ten weeks, but it hasn't. We fought through. No, we persevered. On. I would like your co-host, my your, not your co-host, but your 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 man Michael Should Holly be to come on here. Um. Yeah, he, he wants to. It just he's oh, busy. Oh bullshit! Right now. He does not. That's well, fucking bullshit. If he wanted to, he'd have been on by now. That's a good point. Uh, so he, who does he does he fear? Kirk Minahan? He's the only person that's. Well, Jerry, we kind of just threw on. He was on. Yeah, but it's the only other person, Merloni. And that was a good episode. Lou was good. I don't think we'll be doing that again anytime soon. No, that got him some heat. Uh, but I think that's part of the problem for some of the other people. They saw Lou get a little bit of heat. Some of that. Like, I don't want to. So do fuck what? What are they going to do to you? Nothing. Dale does. Dale doesn't want to do it. Dale wants no part of it. 
Michael what are you going to talk to Dale about? about? I love a Dale. long career. He has had a long career. Dale and I have philosophical differences about how to do radio, which I think would be okay. interesting to talk about. That's fair. And, you know, I sort of learned a lot from him when I worked with him. How long did you work with him? Was that a year, year and a half? A year and a half or something. Yeah. He was fucking done with me. By He was like, let's just please leave <laughs> the fuck out of my life. <laughs> that wasn't the happiest point professionally. The one podcast I want to do, we're going to work on it, is the history of Mike Salk. Well, that and the history of Eat Young. That's true, but that's where a big... we have people coming in to do quick little interviews, yes, and we'll string guy. them all together. Wanna... That'll be a fascinating interview. It will, but I want to do Salk. I want to do Beginning. I want to talk to Wolf and these guys, how they hired him. I want to talk to Holly about it. I want to talk to you and Andy about it. I want to talk to other people at the station. Talk to everybody. The whole Mike Here, you, Salk You experience. want a quick uh, trailer for that? Yeah, go ahead. I fucking hate him. <laughs> it's not a big spoiler. <laughs> no. And he threw accusations, which we won't discuss now, toward no. me and my co-host. Which uh, were incredibly wrong. Incredibly wrong. We'll, we'll we'll get into that when we do that episode. But he said it to me. I remember. You. And I'm like, um, no, and I'll tell you why. But uh, we'll but also like, did you really think you weren't going to talk to us about it? You thought that like he, you liked him more than you liked us? No. Who who? There, there's no one on. <laughs> I've never heard anybody who, say a good thing about. I like I've never more heard than anybody him. say a good thing about Mike Salk. Honestly, not once ever. I one night I was on. I, I drove Alex Spear home from that one of those stupid Foxwoods things we had to do. Oh yeah. yeah. And Foxwoods is great, but the event was dumb. And I drove Spear home, and Spear's asking me about it. And I was like, listen, we have a lot of similar tastes in certain things, but the way he came in was so wrong and so egregious to a he lot of us. Poorly. I was like, I screw this guy. Hmm. I'll, nice. I'll work with him. But So we get Adam Carolla up here. I would say I would rather listen to this and then just sign out. I like it's not Carolla's. Well, I don't want to blame Carolla because I like Carolla. Uh, but I don't think he was into it. I wasn't into it. The sound sucked. And once the sound sucks at the beginning, I check out. This is how long is it? Like 12 minutes or something? Uh, it's 20. We got 20 out of it? Yeah, 18 minutes. But I would say that I wasn't lying when I talked about these documentaries he's done. The one he did on Paul Newman's really good. I don't know about the one that he's got coming out. I haven't seen it yet, but I'd like to see it. And I'm sure it does a good job. The I've one s- on Newman was really good. I've seen a little bit of this new one coming it's out. It's really interesting. I'm not a big car guy. Me either, but, but that's... But they did a great right. job making it a drama-filled experience, so... All right, go get to work on Brandy Love, would you? That's, that's your top assignment. I will get on top of Brandy Love. <laughs> Good, make it happen. All right, Adam Carolla, I dare you to listen. So Adam Carolla is here. Uh, he's got a couple things to promote. We'll get to those. Uh, first, though, I'm guessing this new documentary is sort of, is it similar in vain to the one that I liked, which I'm going to say came out last year, that Paul Newman documentary, which I thought was great. Oh, thanks for watching that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, if you enjoyed that, you will uh, enjoy the twenty-four hour war. Well, and this is and this is the story of. It's the story of Ford versus Ferrari at uh, Le Mans in the uh, in the sixties. Yeah, and, and I guess I, I would ask you. So obviously, this is a passion of yours. And when when did this sort of when did you start thinking? Okay, I can start doing things, whether it's a TV series or a documentary, when did you start shifting toward this, uh, this world? Yeah, I made an independent film called The Hammer about 10 years ago. Right. And uh, I, it was a big hassle, and, and everyone really liked it. It's just a hassle and a money suck and all that stuff. I never really thought about making documentaries because I just thought, well, you know, you got to go to NYU and Right. Have some funky frames on your glasses and a couple of you know tattoos like Lena Dunham has <laughs> if you want to make 
if you want to make a documentary, and I didn't realize that, you know, anyone can make a documentary and I could just use whatever skills I had uh, in filmmaking and, and, and whatever else and steer them toward documentaries. And it, I started, and now, now I'm up and running. We got uh, the Newman documentary. Yeah, it's about a year old. But, uh, you know, I always say to people, if you haven't seen it, it's brand new. You know? Right. That's true. And to me, the Newman doc is 15 months old, but to those who are going to watch it uh, this weekend, I, it, it came out today. Right. So, uh, and, and it's a hundred it's percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So just in case people are like, oh, I don't know about this. No, it's no. I'm telling you, it's. I, I, I'm not saying it's because you were wrong. We talked about on my morning show. I, it's sort. Of, I, I don't remember how I saw it. It kind of came out of nowhere, and I wound up seeing it. Didn't even know you were involved with it, and it was good. And it does sort of. And I'm, you know, as you are, big movie guy. And I sort of long for these days when like movie stars were like Paul Newman, and they weren't like you know, I don't know, Ryan Gosling. Does that make sense? Yes, and uh, <laughs> although Ryan Gosling. Won four national championships. I'd make a movie out of it. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying. I do feel like something has happened generationally, where like you know, where the McQueen, Newman, Eastwood generation, those guys. I'm not sure that you know those guys would be the same stars that they were then today. No, I, I agree with you, and uh, uh, I, I, I was, I have I'm a Newman's old race car, so I, you know, I sort of had the inside line. And knew a lot about this stuff uh, before um, before it got going, and uh, so the, the Newman doc came out great, and and it it again it's it's like it's not a gearhead thing. You can definitely watch this thing with your wife or your girlfriend, and she'll appreciate it. And the twenty four hour war is the same thing. It's just a story. It's just an epic story about two. Two dudes basically going at it, which is uh, Enzo Ferrari and uh, Henry Ford the second. Where can I where can I see that? You can go to Chassis, which mm-hmm. is dot com, and get it. But if, you can also get it on iTunes, and you can your your listeners should just punch in the twenty four hour war trailer, just watch watch a trailer, and then love that. We'll, we'll get the movie. What is your uh, what is your current take on on the? It's funny you mentioned Lena Dunham. What is your take, sort of, on this this comedian's world now, where you have stand up comedians who who are paid to make fun of people, to shit on people, to satire people, like crying because a man was elected president of the United States. Kate McKinnon is singing Hallelujah, irony free to kick off Saturday Night Live. Am I, am I, I'm thinking this is not this is not the 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 the, the comedy that you appreciate. Well, yeah, that that's not comedy. I mean, that that's my whole beef. Like, I, it's funny because I was talking about my podcast about Kate McKinnon, and like, you know, people say like, well, well, shouldn't she be able to express herself uh, politically? And it's like, yeah, but then you got to end with a joke because <laughs> right. Saturday Night Live can't just get up there and pontificate. But don't like, you think like? It's uh- fine. No, I'm sorry, but don't you think like if if this had happened 30 years ago and they had gone to 42 year old Lauren Michaels and pitched this, don't you think he would have said, "Go back and fucking write something funny"? What are you talking about? Yeah, he'd probably be confused. He'd go, "I like Hillary Clinton. I like the piano. I like the Hallelujah thing. Uh, it, it, it's timely and everything." But I'm, I'm, where's the last page where there's a joke? I must have missed 
my, my printer must not have printed out the last page where we pay this thing off. Right, right. Like, no, just over with me looking at the camera, camera and somberly saying, like, I will not quit this site or some sort of blow. She's, like, she's crying. Statement. She's actually crying. I, 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 I got to say, for me, the thing that's most, I, the thing that always speaks to me and the thing that I just keep getting back to and the thing I can't escape from when you talk about, you know, Hollywood or these comedians and they're bloviating and all this stuff. The thing that hits home with me the most and I can't stop returning to is the narcissism. Right. I couldn't imagine telling somebody, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman of color of a Muslim faith and I'm a lesbian and I have a target on my back. It's like <laughs> you run a super successful ad agency right. and nobody bothers you. And it's like, yeah, but I have a target on my back. It's like, you live in Beverly Hills in, in Private Denali. It's like, yeah, but I have a target on my back. It's like, <laughs> but, 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 where is this imaginary target? And by the way, how narcissistic do you, it's the ultimate narcissism. Like, you saying, hey, I look pretty good with my shirt off, pales in comparison <laughs> on the narcissistic scale to think that now that we've elected this guy, he's coming after me. It's, it's, it's an ultimate narcissism. But you've obviously had a lot of success, a lot of fame in, in stand-up and in, in television. I mean, when you see somebody like Amy Schumer, who I think could be funny, and I, I thought parts of Trainwreck was funny, it was way too long. But, like, what happens to somebody like that where they – and I know narcissism is what you're going to say, but what happens to somebody when they start thinking that what they say and what they think are that important? What, what goes on in somebody's mind? What goes on is, first off, they live in Hollywood, so it's a sort of zero-gravity environment. So you can drop as many wine glasses as you want. They never hit the floor and break. They just float next to you. You know, your opinions get pushed out, and they never get shoved back. They never get challenged, you know. So you live in an environment where you just talk and talk and talk, and you talk to like-minded people, and they never challenge you. They never push back. So after being at the world's biggest cocktail party, where you get to just blather on and no one ever challenges you, you start to build this weird sort of uh, immunity up where you think you can just go out and grab a microphone and say it to anybody. And that this is what happens in Hollywood. It's what happened in this election. Like, you know, people in, in my town Hollywood that I work in, we're like, nobody votes for Donald Trump. Who right. do you know is going to vote for Biden? He's going to get zero votes. No one, nobody would vote for him. Do you know anybody who would vote for him? No. I've talked to my nanny. I've talked to my Pilates instructor. <laughs> right. I've talked to the dean at the private school my friends go to. I've talked to my security guy. Nobody would vote for Trump. I've talked to all of them. I vote for Trump. And so they just that's the world they live in. And so once you live in that world, you just start spouting off nonsense because it never gets challenged. And thus, then you go to Indiana and up on stage, you grab a microphone, and you think that you're in the same cocktail party, and you're not. We're working people, and they don't share your opinion.
Right. No, I think it's a total coastal issue. But you, you know, you, you, in a way, worked with Trump. I mean, when you were, you know, with Penn Jillette on the set of Celebrity Apprentice, did you think you were dealing with a man who one day was going to be the leader of the free world? Penn Jillette was elected president? No, but you know, oh. <laughs> when you were, he was, he was in your cast, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Who was in that um, cast? I'm trying to remember. Snyder was in there. Okay, that's, that's uh, probably better. When, when you and D. Snyder were trying to do some tasks, did you think, boy, one day Donald Trump is going to be president of the United States? Well, it is kind of funny, but in I don't remember what year I did Celebrity Apprentice. It was after that, but in, in 2008, after 2008, mm-hmm. in 2008, I did, somebody pointed this out to me, I, I'd forgotten about it, but I did... Uh, make the announcement on my radio show that Donald Trump was going to be the next president, and I said in 2016. So there must have been something I knew because it, uh, you could look it up. It's recorded of me saying more than once he was going to be president and calling the year he was going to be elected. So I had some sort of bizarre inkling uh, eight and a half years ago. What, what led you to say that? Other than just were you just trying to be I've, funny, or did you actually see something there? I, I have no idea. I I was, you know, you do morning radio, you got to kill four hours. That's very true. <laughs> you know, my, the, the, the station I was on didn't play any music, so uh, I, uh, I, I, you, know, you turn you tend to pontificate a little bit. Uh, but I honestly know there was a, it was very it was a very specific thing and it was specific because I said 2016 uh, and I don't even follow I don't even know I didn't even know the election year um, so it, uh, some luck but obviously something some some little internal voice that probably knew something and I, I have no idea what it was. I got to ask you this because I'm, I'm a, you know, a fan of yours, and I've been a big fan of Howard Stern forever since he came to Boston at BCN 22, 23 years ago. It seems like you guys have had an up and down relationship. In a lot of ways, for me, uh, Stern is kind of has a little bit of that Amy Schumer thing going on, where I think he's lost some touch with reality. Maybe you guys have a good relationship now. I don't know or, or bad, but do you think that's a fair criticism that Howard's not what he was 15, 20 years ago? I think that people, I, 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 I won't, but I will say that, you know, sometimes people say to me like, oh, Adam, you're not the same guy you were, you know, when you did Love Line a million years ago or The Man Show or whatever it is. And I go, yeah, I got, I got two, I got twins now. They're 10 years old. I'm, I'm married. You know, I'm, I'm a little more focused on being a dad than I am on being a bachelor. I'm not 31. And, yeah, I've, I've, I've evolved. I mean, I, I like to think I'm funny. I like to think that I go out and do a great podcast and, 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 and inject as much humor as I can. And, you know, I'm not one of these comedians that goes, you know, I'm going to go up on stage, get a microphone. And you know, go Amy Schumer on your ass. Like I, I, I realize people bought a ticket, and they work hard, and they pay forty or fifty bucks, and I, I then want to hear some jokes. And so I understand that, but I, but I also get that you, you, you evolve. You know, and there's, there's, I mean, Howard Stern at you know thirty nine is different than Howard Stern at 
62 or however however old he is and that's okay like i mean that that that's fine i i mean, i agree you want to stick with the comedy and you don't you don't want to you know get up there and pontificate uh about things that, that no one no one thinks is funny or no one agrees with but I, you know, I do a podcast every day, and mm-hmm. it's not all jokes. It's a lot of my own opinions and a lot of my thoughts, and, and a lot of those thoughts and opinions have evolved. Like, but but it's like you'd want them to evolve. I think, you know, I I, I don't know if I'd want to hear the guy, you know. And now, as I think about it, you know, there's certain DJs over the years, you know, like Rick Dees or someone right, like right, that right. out here in Los Angeles. And it's kind of sad to hear the 65-year-old version of Rick Dees because it's the same as the 28-year-old version of Rick Dees. But wasn't that, the, wasn't that the beauty of Stern initially, though, was that he was sort of the – like, Rick Dees was never a human being. Like, Stern sounded like a That's human true. being. <laughs> I hope Rick's listening. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, like Shadow Stevens never, or these, like, big voices. Yeah, you know? yeah, they were, yeah. They were just, they were just goofy right. DJs that were – you know, doing hiney wine bits and disco <laughs> duck and stuff like that. Right. I mean, like, it's just, it's a never, different world. He was never, he was never a human being. You, uh, yeah, I, I agree. You started, I mean, you're, you're sort of in a way like one of the pioneers or whatever you want to call it in the podcast business. I guess you figured it out before the rest of us did, right? I mean, did you know, did you look at it and say, okay, this is going to work? There's money here? Or did you kind of go in with not a real idea, but saying, you know what, I'll give it a shot? Oh yeah, there was no money. I I had to pay for it. I had to pay for the bandwidth. There was no money in it. Um, it cost me. Um, uh, bandwidth was expensive, and uh, it cost me thousands of, of dollars a month uh, to do my daily show uh, for for free. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I didn't profit off it for uh, quite some time. So, uh, yeah, I had no idea what was going on in the podcast world or how I was going to make a, a buck off it. And I just, uh, I, I didn't think about it nearly as much as people think I thought about it. I just, I just showed up and did a daily podcast. I didn't really have a thought about where it was going or how much it was costing or where it would be in five years or any of that. I just thought, I'm just going to. I'm just going to do. I'm going to talk on this microphone every day. That was it. What? Uh, so we'll, we'll let you go. I know you're up against it here. So real quick. So it's the uh, 24 hour war. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. The story of Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, and you can go to chassis.com to find a copy that. Copy of it. They were supposed to get. No, I don't have a copy of it. No, I want to watch it. I'll, I'll, I'm sure they'll get it to me, and I'll uh, and I'll watch it. But you also acquired the Ewan McGregor movie. Is that right, or am I wrong? Yeah. No, that's right. And that's the VW Beetle movie? The Bug. Yeah, I think it's uh, called The Bug Movie. The Bug Movie. Excellent. So we can sue that. And obviously we can go to your uh, your podcast and your stand-up stuff. Are you coming to Boston anytime soon or no? God, I was in Boston. Uh, God, I was in Boston like, I don't know, a month ago? Oh, really? No, I was, I was at the Wilbur. At the Wilbur, yeah. At the, at the, yeah, that's the Wilbur, right? Yep, correct. That's in Boston, yeah. Yeah, I was there not very long ago. So, uh, so uh, sorry, Boston, but I'll I'll be back. <laughs> All right. No, we appreciate well, the time, Adam, and we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely check out Twenty Four Hour War. And like you said before, and I'll tell the listeners, 
If you haven't seen the Newman documentary, look it up, Google it, you'll find it, you'll watch it. It's excellent, so I'm sure this is as well. And we appreciate the time, Adam. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, thanks again for listening to the Enough About Me podcast. Actually, you know what? I'm really not thankful at all. You should be thanking me. You get this shit every week, these great podcasts, totally free. Do me a favor. Would you go to iTunes, download it, go to Stitcher, do the same, and leave a rating, leave a review. That's where you can help me out. This podcast is going to be number one again, I guarantee it, and you're going to help me along with the process. So for that, I guess at the end, maybe I will thank you. There's a lot of thank yous going back and forth. Here's the point. Fuck you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.